You press record, or... Yeah, it's ages ago. Oh, you, you pressed it ages ago, did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, we were already recording. When you said, when I said, should we record, you said yes. I pressed record. <laughs> oh, oh, right. God. Oh, you could have told us. I did. I, <laughs> no, I pressed, you didn't. I, I pressed the mouse Loudly, so you'd hear it. I did this. I didn't even hear a click. We how how are we gonna hear that? We're, we're not like we we're not bloody super powered. What do you want me to do? Throw it at the wall? <laughs> Throw it at the cat. <laughs> Good idea, but I don't know where she's gone. I think I scared her off with my mouse smashing. Anyway, howdy. 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 <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to cringe you out immediately because I'm just going to try and annoy you as much as I can. What, How me? are cringe weird now? Yeah, you. I mean, my face is red already with anger and frustration. <laughs> and Did that whole blink started. rant? Did that whole blink rant go through? Did that actually did that record? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Yes. I can edit it out. I'll edit it down. <laughs> so, should yeah. we start from the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> That's very what vague. What are you even doing? <laughs> I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe we should just like not have an intro and just leave things as they are and just... This can be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I was stupid. This can be the intro. Why, why don't you introduce yourself for a start? Well, hello, I'm Electral and everyone hates me. Yeah, that's kind of true. It is true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and I so, hate <laughs> We introduce each other by our Twitter names, or...? Um, up to you. Uh, does everyone else do it? I'll, I'll go with what everyone else is doing. I mean, I'm the only person okay. here who isn't secret about my real name, so... You know. Well, I don't mind saying my real name. Well, I'm Lewis. I also universe, maybe. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Don't know what else to say. <laughs> Some people hate me. A lot of people, probably. I don't even know if people hate me or not. It'd be funny if they do. Um, I'm John, and also known as Dimensions of. Uh, Oh, God, I forgot my Twitter name. <laughs> I always, always nearly call myself Dimensions of Time. Dimensions of who, innit? You change your name and then you leave. <laughs> no. Well, no, because, like. That's just actually, to mess with though, people. What are you? Are you Dimensions of Who? Are you Kyoro? Or are you Realm of Superheroes? No one knows. He has He's Kyoro. He'll always be Kyoro. Right, I'm just making people confused. <coughs> what I do. Yeah, you're I Stephen do that Moffat. in real life. I just confuse people. You're the Stephen Moffat of Twitter. Just confuse people. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, you're always Kyoro. You'll be Kyoro forever. Alright. Yeah. Even though nobody got the reference. I'm surprised nobody got the reference. What reference? What Kurosaki <laughs> is the surname of my favourite anime character, but nobody well, ever turned around and said... No one cares about anime. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like anime. 
Oh, We're not with you on this one. I got Time Lord, though. Like, I... I yeah, that bit's know. obvious. Yeah. I didn't think it was obvious. Took me I got the Time work. bit. I, I know time. what the word Time means. I know. What does Time mean? Um, clocks and that. Mmm, <laughs> how clever. Clocks how and clever. that. That needs to be in the dictionary now. Definition time. Fox <laughs> and stuff. Callum. Sheffield. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. why they refer to time in Sheffield, is it? It's yeah. clocks and that. Yeah. But no one knows how to read a clock, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter anyway. <laughs> Do you know how to read a clock yet? Yes! It's a thing with the handles, isn't it? They're quite difficult to read. I, I learned. I think I learned it when I was like twelve or something. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah. Well, I. I, I learned had, it when I was like three. I always had like digital clocks on me, and and I have autism, so it means learning's difficult. And it was the year two thousand. Did they even have digital clocks then? Not sure. I was not twelve yeah. in two thousand. <laughs> no, but you were zero in 2000. Yes, but I'm not going to learn how to tell time <laughs> when I'm zero, am I? When did digital clocks become a thing? Like 2000, like 1990 or something? Like, yeah, really? That it must have been, because like, they had calculators back then, and it's the same sort That's of thing. It's not a digital clock, is it? No, but like that, 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 that aesthetic of numbers is the same. You it know, has like, numbers on it. Yeah, but the lines. You know? The lines. Yes. Be more specific. You know, what are you lines. talking about? The fucking one, two, seven lines. Makes like an eight shape. What? Oh. Or lines on the calculator. It makes like an eight shape, and then you can make any number out of it with, you know. We're five minutes into this first <laughs> podcast, and we've descended into digital clocks. Oh, Callum's on about lines on a calculator. You, you, you insulted my city, so I decided to go along with it, and now we're on digital clocks. You didn't insult your city, I just said I... Someone, someone said that we can't tell time. Now that's true, but still. Well done, over there. You can tell it to you at 12. I mean, that is... That is a new record. I have autism. That is an excuse. That's not still. an excuse. True. <laughs> hey, I still can't tie shoelaces, so... <laughs> I will admit, it took me years to tie my own shoelaces. Mm. I just leave them tied now and just slip my feet in the shoes. I can't be bothered. Are we supposed to be talking yeah, about Yeah, no, it's effort, isn't it? Yeah. What is Doctor Who? Is there a good transition from shoelaces to Doctor Who? Bootstrap paradoxes? I want something to, about Blink. I want that. to tear out my shoelaces and strangle myself when watching Blink. Great transition that was. Yeah, are we going straight into Blink or are we gonna gonna have a? I mean, does it matter? We'll probably get off Blink anyway. <laughs> yeah, true. Calm don't want to talk about it. You've only got six notes, so it'll only take about three minutes. Uh, probably. I've got quite a few. Mm. So they're all nitpicking. Yeah. I have two notes here. I could rant about for half an hour. So. Oh god. I'm not going to, but I could. Please, please spare us. 
Maybe I could just like record my rants separately and edit them in. <laughs> so you don't have yeah, to well, at least we don't have to listen to them. <laughs> Hmm. I nearly spat out my drink then. Ah. That yeah. Very clever, you know. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Just make sure you don't look at any technology when you do it. Yeah, but I am looking at some technology right now. Ah, I'm looking yeah. at your logos. Wow, my logo is cool. It's of me. Yeah. I don't have an ego. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very big ego. I really do. True. <laughs> whenever, whenever, uh, John, John, that's the one. Hi. Whenever John compliments my articles, I instantly have to shove it off. Like, nope, my articles are not good at all. <laughs> They're crap. Why the hell am I still on your writers' team? You insane piece of shit. Yeah, but your articles are good. They're not. They are. Uh, they are. They're not. Anyway. Oh yeah, I wrote about uh, Dark Dimension. That's Which one's that? 30th anniversary, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I can't the remember. one with Tom Baker originally. Yeah. yeah. Is it what Dimensions in Time was replaced with? Yeah. No, it's yeah. what Dimensions in Time replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Wrong way round. I knew what he meant. <laughs> so did I, but I like being pedantic. There's the ego there. <laughs> no, it's just, if I have an opportunity to shut someone down, I will. That's just, yeah, because you're a twat, not an egotist. That's just being a cunt, yeah. <laughs> oh, the show's watershed now. He's brought out, he's brought oh, out the no. big one. We're going to have to release yeah. it after nine. Got to release it at nine. That's <laughs> a that word and bring it at six o'clock. You know that people will get offended. Oh, people get offended by everything. Delta and the Bannermen is the best Doctor Who story ever. I will kill you. <laughs> we need to do Delta and the Bannermen at some point so I can rip you. We do. But I don't want to rewatch it. Do I, is it like an it, obligation? Yes, it is. I only watched it like half a yes, year ago. Yes, but I just had to watch Blink and I watched that a few months ago. <laughs> Maybe you probably won't like. Yeah, but you don't feel the same pain as I do when I watched it in the band. Oh, <laughs> don't go there, because I nearly smashed my laptop when watching Blink. It pissed me off that much. And I'm nearly... I can't tell you what I did during that in the band. Well, well, I want to know Went now. for a piss because you were a bit bored? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> went out for a walk, left it on. That's that's just getting bored and doing something else. That's not getting... <laughs> No, I didn't oh, do that. The more, the the more Stephen Moffat stories we do, the more I'm going to get pissed off. We're just going to do Stephen Moffat stories from now on. If the only one I'll accept is Curse of Fatal Death. It's the only one that's, that's acceptable. I will watch and like. But then I'll what go on about, about female doctors. So. What about Science in the Library? Do you like that one? Oh, fuck no, it's awful. <laughs> Oh, how, right. how are you so wrong? <laughs> Look, that story has River Song in. I think that tells you everything you need to know. Oh, but River Song. River Song's good. She's got a good concept. I, She's a bit annoying. I want I'll give to you that. stab her when I watch her. Alex Kingston. 
I, I probably she was great with Alex Capaldi. I yeah, I, I liked her. I probably shouldn't meet Alex Kingston ever because I would probably punch her. <laughs> and Jenna Coleman. Yes, Jenna Coleman, I would. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I want to say I'm threatening abuse against Doctor Who actors. I'm not sure if I'm even joking. At least we know now. If anything happens to them, we know who sent them. There's evidence. It's out there. Oh God! No! Police will watch. Nailing your coffin right now. I think I'd hand you into the police. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Glad to know our friendship means that much to you. Yeah. I wonder if you'd punch Alex Kingston. I'm not too bothered about Jenna Carlton. Probably wouldn't punch Alex Kingston, but I might say she's a twat. And She isn't. Still arrest you for that. That's... You don't call her a twat. Call Jenna Coleman a twat. You know, I... nearly said... To who was it? <laughs> Forgotten. Um, that person. Oh yeah, the guy who played Yanto Jones. Oh, I forgot his name. Oh uh, yeah, Gareth okay. David Lloyd. Yeah, because he was at Sheffield Film and Comic Con when I went, and I I I wanted to go and get a signature from him just so I could say he was a twat for having the Cyberwoman in Torchwood, and. I, I thought you liked the Cyberwoman. Oh, I love. The oh wait, story. no, wait, yeah. I hate Yanto yeah, for it. Okay, yeah. Hate Yanto for it. You hate Yanto more than the Cyberwoman. What? I I don't. The Cyberwoman is more of a twat. Yeah, no, but the Cyberwoman is a Cyberman. It's not a Cyberman. Yeah, but you said the other day it wasn't. We had this big debate where we kept going back and forth about it being it's Cyberman or Cyberwoman. No, woman. but no, but no, but okay. Got tits. It's a woman. <laughs> You're ju you're you're I just backing on yourself. <laughs> Look, Cyber what I mean is, when you're watching like Daleks, you don't support the Daleks. You don't root for the Daleks. I do. Even if they were women Daleks, you wouldn't root for them unless they're against. Look, why does it? Girls. Why why do them being women Daleks make them any better in their? It doesn't. Their that's morals. what I'm saying. It doesn't. <laughs> so when I'm watching well, Cyberwoman, uh... yes, the Cyberwoman's a bitch, but. I, I hate so because she's a Cyberman. But you said the other day that you liked her. I like the story. The design of How? her is good. I like the design of her. And I like How? the story. I know why you like the design of her. It's not for that reason. I like yes, it is. Uh, no, I like the design because I think it's a really it's a good way of doing a half-converted Cyberman. But it isn't, is it? Yes. It it's like Cyberman, Cyberman with tits and wearing a farm. Like, it's better than fucking Ashad, the way they did that thing. Yeah, but that was actually creepy, you know, quite, oh, quite, well, um, well, not necessarily creepy, but, you know, it was... The way they did Ashad... It was more threatening. The way they did Ashad, he only looks decent in darkness, and if it's in darkness, I don't want to look at it, because it, it's in darkness. I want to see it in light. I wish I could see Cyberwoman in darkness because then yeah, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. have to see it. Well, we should do a segment just Cyberwoman versus Ashad. It wouldn't be much of a competition for me because I hate the Cyberwoman and I haven't seen the other one. So. Yeah, but I'm still excited with the one I haven't seen just because it's better. You've seen Are you ever going to watch it? What? Whitaker's era. Yeah, like yeah. you've seen the pictures of the lone Cyberman. I've seen the pictures? Yeah. 
It looks better from the pictures. Oh, fuck off. It does look great <laughs> in the pictures. It looks better in the pictures than it does in the episode. Oh, so I don't need to watch the episode. I just, watch the, I just need to watch yeah. the picture. That's all right, though. Seems to be just... the best way to watch her era, to be honest. Just look at the pictures. They should chuck away <laughs> the episodes and we should do uh, telesnap reconstructions. <laughs> be a better era. Re-bubber. Re-bubber the Call of Duty scene era. would be entertaining. Can tell us oh, God. <laughs> you have to that was terrible. Scenes. Yeah. Like the yeah. Ghost Monuments. Yeah, I know, because there are a lot of bad scenes. Yeah, but the Ghost Monuments is a good episode. Is I it? Mind yes. it when I watched it. I like the Ghost Monuments. I, I legitimately like it. I like yeah, it. but I, you I, like Daryl and the Bannerman. Yes, I do. What's your point? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, crap. Right? Well, so are you, but I don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh you do a lot. Yeah, but shut up. <laughs> you. I have a shut really up. good comeback, don't I? I'm really good at that. Yeah, Just very good. Up. Impressive. I think I might be the only person actually who hates the Witchfinders. I've never seen it, so. It, it's crap, but it's, but it's, but I liked it. What? If that makes sense. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, honest, I liked that, it, that but it was be, crap. That might be me with Dalton the Bannerman. Like, yeah. Because I can see why crap. people hate it, but I love it. It's like... Yeah, nobody's judging you for hating it. I have never said, I have never said that Dalton the Bannerman is a good episode. It's just yes, my favourite episode. Well, no, like, if I have, what I mean is it's my favourite, because I know it has its issues, but I still love it. Me, it's just the inconsistent tone more than anything. The story itself isn't bad per se. It's just between mm. being a dark episode to a really campy episode. Yeah, it just dark, doesn't gel for me. I don't see much dark in there. I don't either. I like maybe in the battle scene at the start of the episode, but I think it's more the Bannermen themselves because they want to commit genocide. Yeah, I wanted to commit well, genocide played, after that. But they are played <laughs> off so, like, humorously that I feel like it gets away with it. Yeah, maybe I just don't like it being so campy. That, that could just be it, my personal it preference. It isn't funny or entertaining it's not in the slightest. Well, well, not really funny, but... It's cringe to me. Oh, no. so that, that's when it feels awkward. And, and I Particularly when Ken Dodd's in it. I will say, I hate though, him I in hate it. when people say it's the music in it's bad. Because I think it's got some of the it best is. music in the show's history. I hate the yeah, McCoy era music. music. The music just makes it more camp. The 80s music in Doctor Who is some of the comedy. best we've ever had. Excluding Murray. No. Who, who did the music in that one? Uh, I remember Paddy Kingsland, because he's my favorite. Mark Ayers. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's a really good... No, he isn't. He, he did remember his dark <laughs> what, what so he, he, he did Paradise Towers and he did Delt and the Bannerman. His music is constant and it makes the episodes worse. It's part of the reason I don't like them. It's just so irritating and repetitive. I hate it. I, I, I always sing all the time the music that plays for the part one cliffhanger of Delt and the Bannerman and the special, um, special weapons oh, music as well. It's good music. Why do you sing that? How do you sing something? What? <laughs> I, I always sing Doctor Who music. Don't question me. Mostly Murray Gold stuff. But <laughs> there's some good stuff from the 80s as well. Did Mark, did mm. Mark Aries do Remembrance of Dallas as well? Yeah, he did. 
Well, that mute did all of McCoy. No, he didn't did do it? all of McCoy. Didn't he? No. Well, Remembrance of the Daleks called. That music's good. Exactly. I can't remember Paradise Town. I don't like the Delta <laughs> Banner music, though. I'm, I'm the a... ghost light music is the worst for me. Well, it was quite atmospheric, actually. I hate it. I hate it so much. I can't remember. I hate Ghost Light. It's terrible. It is a bad story. It's a really bad story. Uh, well, I like it. That and, it's and just so Curse pretentious. That and Curse of Fenric, I don't get why they're so popular. They're just. Oh, I like Curse of Fenric. I like Curse too. Did Mark so Ares do Mark, Curse Mark, of Fenric? Mark Ares did The Greatest Show in the Galaxy music, Ghostlight, Curse of Fenric. Okay. I like Curse of Fenric's music. Um, yeah. I thought he did good music. And I thought he did some of the better music. Mm. McCoy. Did he, who did Ghostlight? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm mostly liking them. Yeah, I'm not a fan. And he, he, he did some of the stuff for Paradise Towers, but not most of it. So. Oh, God. Paradise Towers is a decent story. No, it isn't. Yes, it's it got is. a good idea, but it's terrible the, execution. The execution is a bit... Yeah, the execution is not great, but it's still my favourite of season 24. Just because it feels the most competent. That's not necessarily saying much. Series 24 has some good episodes. No, it doesn't. Parts, They're all crap. I mean, I haven't seen four, Dragonfire. Parts 3 and 4 of Time and the Rani are good. All of Delton Band is uh, good. All of Paradise no, Towers is good. And all of no. Dragonfire is good. I haven't seen it. It's, you should, it's not the worst. It's not the worst. In fact, no, you, you actually like should see Dragonfire because even people who hate season 24 usually like that story. No, but I've seen a lot of people hate it. And I hate a lot of stories that people like in in the McCoy era that I hate. Like uh, Ghostlight and um, Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Greatest Show in the Galaxy is so good, how can you not like that? Because uh, it's crap. <laughs> oh, no. I could go on a debate about that, but I, I can't be bothered because it's not worth my energy. <laughs> I've only seen it once. Not because it was bad or anything, I've just only seen it once. It's like, it's the perfect mix of fun, comedy, campiness, and dark, creepy, unease. It's like that perfect mix. You were trying so hard to find words that apply to it, because <laughs> no, there's no, no words no, look, that I'm are trying, good. To... I'm currently working on rule of three for the articles and stuff, trying to come up with three things. Okay. And I would say I came up with three pretty good words. Wow. I'm impressed. Mm -hmm. I should be a thesaurus. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> should be a thesaurus. You win at the three the three things. <laughs> yes, again, off track. Oh yeah, we were supposed to be talking about We were like Blink. <laughs> Can we just talk about seventies I mean eighties Doc Two instead? <laughs> no, because Blink is better. No, it isn't. Oh no, 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 no. 80s Doctor is yeah. way better than Blink. 70s Doctor is better than Blink. Oh, fuck no. On the most part. Like, yeah, like and the 60s. First, the first four series of John Pertwee are great, but his last series and all of Tom Baker is mediocre. How, how is season 20... Oh. How is season 13 bad? Uh, or season 14 Let as well? Let me have a look at the episodes. They're great. Seasons. Hang on. They're brilliant. 
All of his first yeah, three seasons. Actually, I, no. I, okay, so season 13, oh. here's the ones that I like. Terror of the Zygons and the Android Nation. Yeah. They're both Kraken. I dislike the, all the others. Well, but Brain of Morbius and okay, Seeds of Doom. Pyramids of, Pyramids Pyramids of Mars. Okay. It's okay, but the others are awful. They're I don't all, like all great. I don't like Android Invasion. Android Invasion. Android Invasion is about the only one I don't like. Oh, I love Android Invasion. I find that one's boring, and I don't really like underrated. I think. Is it is it low rated? I don't even know. I think so. Yeah, I don't. I think there is a bit of dislike towards it. I don't Planet, Planet of Evil. Story. Planet, Planet of Evil, story. I don't mind. It's not great, but... It's That's really the weakest well. one, but it's still good. probably agree that it's the weakest one, but I would rather watch it than Android Invasion. I, I think with Android Invasion, I'm petty, because I just don't like the way that you unit, with that being the last yeah. story. I, don't like I get it. that. Well, unit had kind of been rolled out by that point, though. It was more of a... Well, that was the one to roll about. Rather than a... Like, it was more of like an interesting reference rather than a comeback, you know? Yeah, but I felt mm. like Benton and Harry in it was pointless. Yeah, Benton's only in it briefly. Yeah, and the, the last time you see Benton, he's unconscious on the floor. And that's the last time you see him. I felt like that was very disrespectful. should have just let it be Terror of the Zygons. That would have been a better send-off. Did Mike die, or, or did he... Managed to survive in Planet of the Spiders. I can't he remember died. now. He, he did survive. Yeah. yeah. He's come back in Big Finish. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. He isn't in Robot, though, is he? No. No. Planet of the Spiders is the last one he appears in. Well, he's a traitor by that point, isn't he? And they wouldn't really let him guess, back on yeah. permanently. Wasn't it he was sent to rehabilitation by Brigadier because of what happened in Invasion? Dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Invasion of the Dinosaurs is brilliant. Love that one. Invasion of the Dinosaurs is good for the first four parts. Well, no, it's good, but they could have knocked off two parts because there's a lot of padding in there, I think. Most Classic Who stories are like that. Yeah, no, no, but like a lot of the padding, I think, at least in Classic Who, is like at least interesting. Yeah, my only problem with Invasion of the Dinosaurs is the repetition of the cliffhangers and the CGI. Yeah, I don't think it's in the way of the story. Not CGI, the the dinosaurs. What am I talking about? Yeah. Considering they've done really good work with like the puppeteering before that, it seems very disappointing that the dinosaurs weren't really good. Yeah, but people's story on the dinosaurs, and I don't think that's fair, really. No, it isn't. I can still enjoy it with the bad effects. Yeah. It would have destroyed the story, because the dinosaurs really add... The effects are bad. They don't ruin the story, though, do they? Yeah, they don't. For me, like, it has to take some really, really bad effects to take me out of the story. And usually you don't get effects that bad. No. It can be questionable in Doctor Who, in Classic Who, but not really I think uh, yeah. take you out of the really story. Good effects. I think 80s. Like, no, that looks like, worse than 60s. Yeah, but like, Who. like uh, have you seen Enlightenment? Like, Enlightenment always Yeah, it looks really... crap. 
No, it doesn't. Those boats. <laughs> it does. So it well it looks worse than seventies Who. Oh, it, fuck seventies no. Who looks good compared to it. It looks like new Who compared the to it. The boats in Enlightenment <coughs> impress me to this day. Like I think they could put that in Doctor Who now if they just had like better. You like things. Cyberwoman, so you're gonna be impressed by crap. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you don't like Dalton the Bannerman, so you're clearly insane. Yeah, no. I'm not. Well, I am Otherwise, I'd be in an asylum. <laughs> Escaped. What's this blink thing again? <laughs> what is blink? I don't know. Yeah, I'd rather talk. Actually, I'd rather talk about something that we agree on because um, then I don't have to kill you. <laughs> I mean, fear telling dead you to me, so I'm on. Okay. Yeah, I fear reading out these notes because I'm just going to be called a nitpicker. Yeah, I'm not actually going to have any proper arguments about. It. I'm just going to call you idiots. Any negative uh, <laughs> notes you have, uh, John? Throw yeah. them my way, I'll agree with them. Any any uh, questions? Do you want me to start reading out the notes, or do we just want to yeah, go but do, do, you, do, you, do you have any notes on the cold open? Uh, yeah. Okay. I've got one. Because I have one as well, so... Okay. I like the opening. Yeah. It is all rather convenient, how it all works. Yeah, but it can't be inconvenient, otherwise the story can't actually work. Yeah, but yeah. so so well so I pull I I um pointed out a, a plot hole with the with the opening, cold open. Which is the well, okay, did. so first no first off, right. Why does a weeping angel throw a pot at Sally? Why, I was gonna why? say that. Why does it throw a rock? It's supposed well it? it's not a rock, it was like a pot, wasn't it? Because it smashed. No, but why like pot. does it throw it? Never got that. I'm glad you. Yeah. Well, because we'll put that like, like the thing is, is they're supposed to send them back in time, but this this weeping angel's like, no, nah, I'm just gonna murder her instead and knock her out. Yeah. Like why? Here's the thing, like, and and I'll bring this up again. Like, how does Sally remember precisely? Well, I'm thinking she might take pictures, but again, it's just convenient how it the wallpaper's ripped off to exactly tell her what to do precisely. Yeah, and, and that was, there was something I wanted to mention about that as well, which is that how does the doctor know that she rips off that wallpaper if it doesn't say it on the transcript? Because the only what? thing the doctor's using to know all this is the transcript, and it doesn't say on the transcript, Sally rips off the wallpaper and it says this. I think she takes pictures of the wall. So I don't know if she adds any notes about it, but I, I, it's left quite vague with a lot of it. Like, as supposed to assume she, she gave that to the Doctor as well as the transcript? Yeah, but that's just wasting time, isn't it? It's wasting screen time, and they don't have that much, do they? They can't just fill in... They can't just, like, have her writing out the transcript. That'd just be boring. Yeah, but and when, I know you think it's when, boring anyway. When you have Stephen Moffat right. You have to point yeah. out all this stuff because there's so much that he thinks he's so clever. He can just do all this stuff and then people will ignore certain plot holes. And you're an yeah, but he is clever. He is clever. Him. He's I not will, anymore. I actually do mention, he was. I actually do mention here that there was clever stuff in this story. 
But because of the clever stuff, you can't just ignore the plot holes and the stuff that he... he but there, there are no major plot holes that are any... Well, that, well that's that, a plot hole. Bruh. I'd say it flows on throughout. There's stuff that shouldn't really be in the transcript. Or at least it doesn't seem like the Doctor should know this stuff, but somehow does. I do mention the transcript a lot later on, like when it when it comes to that bit. Yeah. I love the transcript I, I do agree scene. with you. I think the script... Like when you're just watching it, it seems clever, but when you actually unravel it, yeah. it's not as clever as what you think it is. And I'm not saying it's not a clever episode. It is a clever episode, but it's not flawless in how clever it is. So then when you pick out the flaws, it, it's less clever. Well, yeah, obviously it's not flawless, but... To be honest, there's only like... Personally, I don't notice any plot holes that can't be explained really yeah but like there's only like two things about the story that i think are legitimately clever and those are the fact that at the end the doctor's given the transcript by sally which answers kind of how all this unraveled together which yeah which is it's clever it's a good tie-in and the other thing is yeah. um, the way the way they they do the whole dvd thing where he's you know talking but then you work out you find out later on why that's another clever yeah. But then you yeah. have all this other stuff that people are like, oh, the Weeping Angels, they're so clever. Like, they're not really. I mean, they are. They are. They're a great concept. I don't I don't okay... particularly like them in, when they start strangling people, they're but they're okay very idea. innovative. They're an okay idea, I, I but they're will, not clever. They make them a genius for thinking of it. The, the Weeping Angels is probably the one that I've most got questions about in this story. Really? Yeah. Interesting. This was the worst integration of the Weeping Angels in the show. I would agree with that. I, I think as time's gone on, Blink has been my least favourite story think, with them. I think, um, I think Angels Hate Manhattan is shit as well. <laughs> um, I like I like it, but I don't like the Statue of Liberty. I hate that. Oh, no. No, I think that is, is terrible. Stupid. I think the Weeping That's Angels work best in the sort of time of Angels, Flesh and Stone. Somehow. I don't yeah. like when they start strangling people instead of actually... But, or breaking their necks or whatever, instead of actually sending them back in time. I think the back thing, in right? time thing's much more original. Yeah, but, like, right, so a lot of people also point out the whole why the Weeping Angels sending people back in time. That's clever. How is it clever? Why would the Weeping Angels send people back in time? What does that do except give them time energy? Like... It, it makes part. them live out their life in a di in a different place to die before they get to the point why, of the present day. Why don't they just kill them? It, 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 they kill people with kindness. But but because killing but then, them but then, isn't interesting. No, it isn't interesting. But, but no, but like right, so it isn't them. a good they, idea. They they kill them with kindness, but then we also find out later on that they're scavengers, they're hunters, and that they will kill, and they're evil, but they. They're evil, but they kill with kindness. What? I mean, they don't kill with kindness. They just have a very... They, they, they don't kill people, but they result in people's deaths. I mean, how, how grim is it to be sent back in time? You're not in your time no more. You've lost all your family. You've lost all your friends. You may have lost your relationship. But for the weeping, like, it, it kind of just feels like Stephen Muffet was like, we need to have these things have an interesting way to kill, like a unique way of killing people. Let's get them to send them back in time. Oh, but why well, would the Weeping Angels do that? Oh, we'll just make it... So would you, would you rather they just had creatures just 
shoot people all the yes. time. But that be, what, why? Why? How is that interesting? If, if the weeping angels uh, snapped their necks or strangled them to death or punched them in the face or something, it'd be more interesting. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense when they suddenly introduce that. Like they say here that it doesn't. They they're sort of they've got a unique way of killing, and then they just resort to being normal villains after a while in but Time the, of Angels. The thing is, is, is unique ways of killing it makes the TV show a bit more interesting. But when you actually think of it about it from a practical perspective of why would the Weeping Angels do that, it doesn't make sense. It's like you, it'd be easier for them to just kill them. Yeah, but they do. They kill them because of the time they do. Yeah, but that That's the but that reason. felt like a cop out though. Like that felt like Moffat was just like, how trying to think of, it was like it was trying yeah, to think of some sort of reason why the Weeping Angels would do that, and so he just thought, oh, time energy. There we go. We have our answer. Well, I don't think the Weeping Angels chose to have that ability. I don't think they really had a motive. No, they just do that. I know, but it's just, it's so... I also have to look at this, though, from a writing perspective of just... It's Moffat trying to be clever, but then doing this stupid stuff that makes the whole thing more complicated that just is pointless. I don't know. I think it works. I think that, it that, works. That's something I don't mm. complain about. It also leads, though, as well to the story the story being told in, like, a weird order, which is a Moffat thing that he does, and I hate that as well. Like, uh, do, do you like the Tarantino I, movies? I've never seen Not them. Not seen them. Oh, they, they're in a weird order, too, and I'm one, I was wondering whether you, whether you think it's just the Moffat way of doing it. Probably. I, I like things linear. I like things just go, here's the start. And there's the end. Because your mind's too simple. No, it's just, I, I, when I'm watching something, I don't want to be thinking about it too much. I want to just watch and enjoy. I don't want to be like... Oh, do you I'm like thinking. subtitles? In no. Watching things with subtitles? I watch foreign films or TV shows because I can't focus on what's going on because I'm too busy reading the thing. I like reading books and yeah. stuff, but when I'm watching something, I don't want to be reading as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah. It's like when, I watch um, a dub if I'm, a dub if I'm going to watch something... Uh, sort of foreign. Yeah, it's like uh, I, I, when, when Deep Breath. They have a scene where there's the newspaper, and they want you to read the newspaper. And I don't <laughs> want to read it. I'm just watching the show. I'm not going to read what's on the newspaper. And sometimes shows do that, and it, you kind of have to read it for it to make sense. And it's like, oh, do I have to read if every newspaper? It as, a, as a digital version, you can pause it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If I have to read something, I will pause it. <laughs> well, if you're it. doing a subtitle thing, you'll just pause it every five seconds. Oh, well, I won't watch a dub because I find it too hard to read and watch what's going on. Like, I think for me, yeah. what's clever is when a writer can make a story that makes sense if you don't think about it too much. But then when you go back and rewatch it, you can learn new things when you're, when you're thinking about it. That's clever. Examples? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> um, uh... Uh, I, I've got notes about the Weeping Angels moving around. I find that they shouldn't be able to move around the way that they do. Or be presented the way that they do. Why do we see the angels stored at the windows when nobody's looking at them? Is that supposed to be like a meta yeah. thing that, oh, like... we're watching them? I kind of uh, did this as well because there's um, there's a scene where she's at the police station 
and yeah. they're, 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 she looks out the window and it's like, those weeping angels were on that church ledge for a very long time with nobody looking at them. And you could argue, okay, maybe someone in the distance was looking at them. But if that was the case, why is it the moment Sally looks away or blinks, they move? Is it coincidence? Oh, and also, how were they just stored on the police station when nobody, she shouldn't have seen them then? Why were there still statues? Yeah. When she blinks, it's they move from the church building it's, where she is, but she doesn't see them, but they're still statues. I guess because there's so many people around, <laughs> no, but they yeah, wouldn't... But you can, you can argue that, right? But why is it such a convenient coincidence that the, when Sally looks at them and then she blinks, they move? It is very convenient. Like, Muffet just wanted yeah. convenience with this as well. Adding on top of that, I was point this was pointed out to me years ago by someone, I can't remember who it was. How do they freely get around London following Sally? Probably someone would see them and they'd have to stop all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They seem to get around too easily. That that was my problem rewatching it. Why were they that's after not Sally? That's not logical. Why is it Sally? Why are they after Sally? I think at that point it's because she's got the key. Oh, so I will point. let yeah, that off. Yeah. You've got the key. I forgot about that. I don't see yeah. how they're getting around so easily. Well, they're only after her when she has the key. Yeah, yeah which that uh, at that point at the police station, she does have it. But still, there's just there's just so many conveniences. It's hard to look past it. It's. I look past it quite easily. Maybe it was because I wasn't paying much attention this time around because I was messaging <laughs> you guys, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I don't get why you see them as statues when no one's looking at them. Like, like that bit when she first gets the key, she's only focusing on the angel with the key, the one behind him. Actually, actually, one of them does move briefly. But again, you're still seeing them as statues for the most part. So is it meant to be like a clever meta thing where oh they're not moving because you're you're looking at them? Yeah, but as the an thing audience. is is. That isn't clever. Uh. That isn't clever because in universe that makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I think. Yeah, is it supposed to be a matter thing? Like, oh, they're not moving because yeah, but it's Moffat. He, he has an excuse. He's just, an, he's got an ego. He needs it to be fair. Yeah. Here's an example though of when that something like that's done in a clever way, which is when Russell T Davies once said in an interview that the translation matrix in the TARDIS. Like, there's supposed to be this meta thing where, because you've been in the TARDIS as a viewer, things are translated for you. And it's a clever meta thing, because in-universe, it doesn't change anything. But it's but how does that make any more sense? Because because in-universe, that doesn't change anything. Whereas with Blink, it does. Because the angels aren't moving, because we're watching them. <laughs> but in-universe, we don't exist! <laughs> I mean, we might do. You never know. Who like, might exist? The whole time we've just been watching him. We've been watching the Doctor for nearly sixty years. Yeah. It it is actually just a TV show. We're watching them. I kind of wish they'd done some sort of thing where at the end they revealed that we were watching this episode through the perspective of someone. Because yeah, that was something the like that. It could have been. It could have mm. answered that. But then again, who, they'd have to do a sequel where we find out what happens to Sally Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big finish spin-off here. <laughs> yeah. Do you like oh, Sally Stalker? No, she's very unlikable. I don't Is mind she... 
I don't think she's unlikable. I just don't think she's got much capacity to be in it more than the time she was in it, but she served her purpose well in the yeah, time she, she was in it. Yeah, she was good enough to carry the episode. She's yeah, not, she, she's, she was a good lead. She's not unlikable, but she's not likable. Like, there's nothing about her I'm, I, I like. I didn't enjoy but you her. But you just said she was unlikable. No, well, what I meant is that she's not likable. Like, she's not unlikable like, oh, she's I don't like her. It's just she's she's nothing. There's nothing to like. She's just kind of there, and it means that I think no, she serves her purpose. When you, I, I, yeah, I, I, I will say though, the guy I've forgotten his name. Larry. He's unlikable. He's very unlikable. I don't mind Larry, but I do think I'd, when he becomes a coward towards the end, that's when I don't like him. He comes I out think he's good comic relief. Oh, no, he's unlikable. <laughs> but like, just I think that. The problem with Dr. Light stories is for it to work, you have to have characters that you enjoy and you like watching. I just didn't. So, like, for example, the death scene of... Billy? Billy. When he dies, I don't care. So I don't... I think that's a really emotional scene, actually. That me a bit. so bored because I don't care about these characters at all. I was actually thinking when I got to that point, one of be better if this story was like a mini series that you could flesh out all the characters and actually give a damn when something happens to or them. Or a two parter. Yeah, I just feel like when, when Kathy goes, the best friend, you won't, it, it feels in a sense a force to be emotional because of the scenario. Like, I can understand feeling emotional for Billy because of the situation. But like you said, Cal, you don't know him enough. Yeah. He really so, He's not got enough depth to be two parts i don't think i don't think it needs to be a two-parter i think i think it shows that you can i I think if you do more than one episode without the doctor in it in a great role people will lose interest and i think it will become very i don't know i can't remember what i was going to say now i started a sentence and didn't know how to have have an episode with the doctor meeting sally and whatever in an episode, and then the Doctor leaves, and the next episode, we're following Sally and her friends or whatever in Blink. It gives you What's an opportunity to What's the point of that, though? Blink. What because does that you, add? Because then you get to know the characters, you get to see the characters with the Doctor, which, personally, I think makes a We did. Um, Briefly, we got to see them... It doesn't count. It doesn't count. I think that's why it, I do it as a series, like a mini spin-off series. I have the same story, but have it so that the characters are fleshed out. Even like Billy's character, Maybe, yeah. have him interact. Do you like loving monsters? More. I prefer loving monsters to this. Oh, I. <sighs> but I still don't like it because it doesn't have the Doctor. It doesn't have characters to lock onto. But I think Elton is a more enjoyable and endearing character. He's Sally. more enjoyable, but I think the way he's written and the way that he's acted is awful, which is a shame because who is it that plays Elton? I forgot his name. I don't think he's he's, he's bad at the acting. He's a good actor. He's a good actor, but it's a shame yeah, that he's more. He makes it seems like he's a crap actor. I feel like, I feel he's, like he's, he's more enjoyable, just not better. Sally is a one-dimensional character. There's nothing to her. There's nothing to like. Elton, there was there was more to like. There was more personality. So, that yeah. I would say <laughs> terrible personality. Yeah, but more personality. Something to actually enjoy watching. 
So you just... You, but you, uh, Sally's wooden. Sally just, is Ryan. <laughs> Ryan and Sally I mean, are the same she's not person. that bad. She's not that bad. I mean, she's good, actually. Why am I saying she's bad? But... <laughs> wow, I'm I, I, you, you made me so annoyed that I've lost my flow of conversation. <laughs> like, I, I think I think that if, if you'd swapped Sally with Ryan, this episode would have been no different. Oh, that that is that is being a bit insulting towards Sally. I, I, I hate Ryan. I hate, I hate Ryan. him. Physically. I hate Ryan. Link would be literally crap if Ryan was in. There. The only difference between Ryan and Sally is that the actor's better who plays Sally. It's the only difference. He is better. But then the again, actual, the actual characters are so wooden and put and. and <laughs> Personality, I, I don't care. Admit, I did put about Billy that he was a bit odd. I forgot how strange the introduction was between her, him and Sally. He just automatically flirts, and it's I mean, kind of he's, he's one of those people that's who, men. He's the sort of person I hate who just like flirts with people. It's like, hey, hot lady, I want your number. And that's pretty much his character. Stephen Moffat's basically he, saying, Stephen Moffat's basically saying, hey, kids, this is how you get women. You you <laughs> you tease them and you're awful to them until they give in. Also, I have to point out, this is also in my notes about Billy. He's a very crap detective in that he just yeah. suddenly goes, hey, hot lady, you see all my evidence on my case here that she's the testosterone. Millions. Here you go. Is all the evidence? Oh, Jesus. Very odd. It's a very odd scene and a very odd interaction. I feel like that was a bit bad writing on Moffat's part. It's like I also don't get as well why Sally feels so sad about him dying when they only and just met. met him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I sort of agree. I, like I don't. That's what I meant by it. It feels forced emotion that. Like, I understand why you need to feel the emotion, but there's not enough connective tissue. That's why I was thinking maybe if you had it as a miniseries and you actually had Billy go on a few dates. I think Sally, she's more, more affected by what happened to him than him it's as a person, tragic. really. I think she's more upset by the event. Yeah, it is tragic, and I will agree that the, the Weeping Angels sending people back in time very grim. It, that was a very emotionally written... Up. An acted scene, I think, with the um, I've only got till the rain stops. I think there's, yeah, that's there's quite a nice line. I'm the writing of that scene. I think it's a well done scene, but I don't feel anything. So because I don't feel anything, it's quite boring to watch because it's just me. I felt very emotional during it. And cry for no reason. I don't care. <laughs> and and this is. I know you guys probably just completely disagree with me on this one, but it's a big reason why I hate that scene in Vincent and the Doctor, because they don't oh, make, they don't make any reason why I should care about Vincent Van Gogh at all, and so I watched that what scene. What make you care? I just watched that scene. And I'm like, hey, okay, he's seeing his art. Great. That is possibly my favorite scene. In the whole of who, if like, I'm honest, again, it, it it's a, makes it, me cry every time. It's well written and it's well directed, but it doesn't like it doesn't mean anything to me emotionally. So I mean, I, yeah, I'm you've boring. got the whole episode beforehand, which shows you why you should yeah, care about Vincent Van Gogh. Very, very boring. That whole episode is dull. I don't think so. I think it's enjoyable, but it's the ending that makes it really. 
Yeah, I do like the ending, but so many people. I, I don't like it as much as most people. There's so many people who are like, this is the best episode of all time, and then I ask them why. Yeah, I wouldn't agree like, with that. I'd say it's one it of the isn't. It isn't, one but that singular episode. scene is one of the best scenes in the show, yeah, I would one say. One scene can't make an episode. That's not yeah, I know. I don't, I don't think the whole episode... I don't think it's one of the best episodes ever, but I still think it's a great episode. The amount of people actually I've spoken to who hate the haunting of Villa Diodati, but love the scene where the Doctor's doing her little speech, and then they say they love the episode because of it. You can't love an episode because of one scene. <laughs> It's because yeah, people's they... expectations have been dove so low with this era. Everything that comes about that's reminiscent of previous eras is satisfying. Yeah, but then what about what about the people who are who, who are stands of the era, who are adore it and adore that story? Yeah, they They're have no pencils. excuse. <laughs> yeah, um, I love haunting a Philadelphia. If I'm honest, so I just people. I I like it for more than just that scene, but I do like that scene. It's the best scene I, in I, it. I wish Doesn't Will mean it's here. the reason I like it. If Will was here, he would back me up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I but, can't even comment. Mm. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start watching this, the bloody Whitaker era. So then when you start talking about it, I'm like, oh, that's what you're on about. Yeah, it's crap, isn't it? Are you ever going to watch it? I don't know. Just watch Is it, it worth watching? You know what? I probably shouldn't say this, but... I haven't paid my TV license ever. No, none of my family have, and we watch it all the time. BBC coming after you? No, never come after. How? how what? How do you? How do you get it? What you needed to prove you had a license before you put it on? We, no, you just, you just like you can go on BBC iPlayer and it asks you, "Do you have a license?" You can just say, "Yes, I do," and they'll never do anything about it. Oh, right now, somebody's calling the, the thought police on you. The only way, <laughs> the only way the BBC has ever said they can prove it is through TV detector vans, which are proven to be complete fake. <laughs> it's a complete lie to scare you. Well, they can come get me if they want, but I don't actually have any means to watch or listen to BBC programs. So I guess we do... should just all cancel it. Yeah, why not? Do, do no, I'll get the idea. BBC. Would you rather the adverts or having to pay a license? Paying to pay license. If they said to me, you know, if unless people start paying TV licenses, we're going to have to do adverts, I'd start paying the license just because adverts suck. I couldn't watch Doctor Who with adverts in it. I think it would be I, too distracting. I've tried it on watch and it's all oh, W, though, and it's awful. I'd I've wait in until it came out on Netflix or something. Yeah. I hear it's bad watching it on BBC America because they forced adverts in. I couldn't, I couldn't watch it if we had adverts. Mm. America's awful, though, because they put adverts every, like, five minutes. Uh, every eight minutes. It, I, I've actually I, tried, I... Watching, tried watching American programs when I've been over there. It's awful. I, I, I had so a friend. Just, I had a friend. to adverts. I had a friend who watched a, it was watching a show, and it was an hour show, because he's American, and he said yeah. something like, the show has ten adverts. I'm like, it's an hour? It would be like four adverts oh. here. They literally ten. have to do it every eight minutes. And That's and you know, like, here, you'll get, like, a little thing to indicate the adverts to start, and maybe the logo of the channel comes up. Yeah. There, an advert just pops up. One minute you're watching the show, oh, and the next minute you're having a steak. 
Oh, oh, what, oh, what? I couldn't concentrate on an episode of Doctor Who with that going on constantly. No. Yeah. Hmm. I also uh, hate I... how, like, they always put adverts in the middle of shows. I've always said, why don't they just make a- adverts between shows twice as long so then you don't have to have shows interrupted? Nobody would watch them, that's the problem. I guess, but it would make them be Yeah, they want you to watch them. Go, right, this next ten minutes, I'm going off to make a cup of tea. Have you ever brought anything because of an advert? Um, the only the only advert ever was uh, it was ITV. I was watching something. I, I think I was watching Primeval actually, and they. Uh, oh god, Primeval. that was a long time ago. Yeah, then. and they had an advert for Monster Invasion, uh, the Doctor Trading Cards. Oh yeah. The only time I've ever seen an yeah. advert, and I was like, oh my god, I've got to get these, and I, and I did. Yeah, I got them. And um, battling time before that. Yeah. I, I when was Primeval on? I remember watching it. Between, like, I just can't remember it. Six and two thousand eleven, I think. Because it, it got it got cancelled for a bit, didn't it? After but, season three, and then it came back. Yeah. And yeah. it got very good. Then they did that American spin-off as well. No, Canadian. It was Canadian. Canadian. That was it. Mm. It was okay, if I remember rightly. The the, in, the the original. Oh, the original. No, the original. Yeah, the original was good. I loved that show. I liked the first three series. I didn't get into series three, four and five. I, I think four and five were all right, but they weren't as good. No, uh, I think too much time had passed and yeah. tried bringing it back. And it just wasn't as good. But then again, well, to be fair, though, firstly, I think it was only like two years between series three and four. And yeah, it, no, it wasn't that big of a gap. And then um, they... And I've always said as well, I think they could bring it back really easily, and it's been a long time now. But... They could bring it back, they just have to make the writing as good as the first three. Yeah. I think one of the problems... Have you watched Saffron... Saffron Steel? Have you seen that? No. 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 Oh, that That's something that could be revived well. I was just thinking that. Yes, it could, but it's not going to happen. I don't think. I don't know. You know, I mean, the fans seem to really want it, and Jack's back, so. I'd rather tortured series five than Doctor Who series thirteen. Honestly, I wouldn't, but I I do want tortured series five. If if they made it, if they made it serialized like Children of Earth and Miracle Day, I would wouldn't want it. Oh, more like well, I'd prefer that. I prefer a serialized one, um, like Children of Earth, not Americanized like Miracle Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so Primeval, Primeval series four, uh, series three aired in two thousand nine, series four aired in two thousand eleven, and series five aired in two thousand eleven. Yeah. Okay. I think it was to do with a contract deal between ITV and Watch. Yeah, Watch had like decided to fund it, I think, or something. Yeah, I think one was shown on one channel first, then the other, and then vice versa for the fifth series. Yeah. The problem with Torchwood is Big Finish is currently doing a continuation of series. Yeah, but it's so expensive. So Aliens Among... Aliens Among Us is, is classified as Series 5. It's like £80 for the entire yeah. Aliens Among Us, though, and that's way so too expensive. I told you to get it when it was on offer. I got it for 60 quid. 
Yeah, but it was still 60, expensive. 60 quid is still too much. That's a lot for Big Finish, and it might be crap. It looks... Uh, with Tortured, there's a chance it will be crap. Also, have you, have you, have you listened to it, John? Uh, not yet, because it hasn't arrived. Because I'm, I'm, like, I'm not sure if... Um, if it's any good, I'll tell you. Or three, because it's Alien, um, Aliens Among Us 1, 2, and 3. And I'm not sure if yeah. you could like listen to one without listening to two and then three. It's like, well, it's all one series. It's just yeah. put into three box sets. It's annoying. Like they they could have just done like one box set, like Tortured Believe was. I think you can get that for like thirty pounds. Yeah, I and think it's done... like volumes. It's like you get they've the first... done Gods yeah. Among Us, right? Yeah, God Among Us. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. series six. Oh, oh, like the next series after the Aliens Among Us. Which clearly they haven't done the series finals. seven. Not yet, no. They probably will do. Probably. Mm. Maybe they're waiting to see if there's going to be any more Torchwood. Mm. I think if there's a time it's going to be brought back, it will be now because yeah. Jack's back and everything. I think. I think the next couple of years, if we don't get any announcements, I think all hope will go away. Because. Yeah. Do you think RTD will do it or Chipnall? I think Chibnall would do it, but I think RTD would probably have to like give him the permission and stuff. Well, I know Russell T. Davis was actually behind the story outline for Gods Among Us. Uh, not Gods Among Us, Aliens Among Us. Was he? Yeah. I know, I know he, yeah, I know he it greenlit the, it, but I don't think he... It was in the announcement for it when it first came out. It said that they actually negotiated with Russell T. Davis, and he gave them the outline and just basically went, so, here's the outline. It, is that what they would have done if he did a series five? Maybe, possibly. I know that's how Big Finish did that series. With it being a continuation, Russell T. Davis actually gave them the outline. He hasn't mm. wrote any of the episodes, but he did give them the story idea. He said, "Right, if I did a series five, this is maybe what I would do." Is a not not so much a rough idea, but at least a. You know, enough to give them something to go on, and then they went right. Okay. Let's fill in the gaps. I think I, w- I wish Russell would write some big finish stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't we supposed to be talking about Blink? <laughs> yeah, he he did damage goods, didn't he? he or did he just book, do the original I story I for that? Yeah. Right. I don't think he did anything with the adaptation. Okay. Blink. Yeah. Um. Where were we up to? It's about Billy, one more. Yeah, his death. He died. Bye. He did die. <laughs> it was sad. Moving on. It was. Uh, I did. I did write about the transcript. I've always had a problem with this when they actually have the conversation with the doctor. Uh, Larry doesn't actually start writing the transcript until we through the conversation. So how does he go back and fill all that in? So, so and... with that, I was going to write that down, but the thing is, I I think we're just supposed to assume he caught up, like he wrote that the first part. Yeah, I think he caught up. But I the, don't think it's a problem, really. The issue, the issue I have with that scene is he writes what Sally's saying, but not when she says it. So why is the Doctor's timing so perfect? Yeah, because he's clever. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, he, like there were moments though where like Sally would talk to uh, 
what, what, whatever his name was, I've forgotten it again. Larry. Larry. There's moments where she talked to him for a second. So how did the Doctor know that was going to happen? Like, why is the timing perfect? Wouldn't he have been writing in shorthand, so he probably wouldn't have wrote exactly bang on? Because how the hell do you write that quickly? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a minor nitpick, but I've always found it to be like unbelievable. It's like you wouldn't get it precisely right. No. I suppose, but the Doctor Who universe has never been the most believable right. place. No, so calling something unbelievable in Doctor Who there's not believable, and then there's outright idiotic and dumb. <laughs> it's the most cheese right now, and he started doing it part way through. There's a lot of issues, isn't there, with this story? <laughs> Other than it just being boring, it's, it's there's actually a lot nitpicks. of issues. It's more nitpicks, but it's enough to make you question the structure it's, of it all. It's issues that... How is that, it boring? It's issues that make... I'll go to that in a minute. But it's issues that make people like me annoyed because I can't unsee it. And so it makes the whole thing aggravating. But, yeah, but you're annoying, you know? But the reason why it's boring is because, like, it's kind of uneventful. Because it isn't scary. And it's relying on you being scared. So scenes where they're staring at the weeping angel. It's tense. You just watch it. You just, but I don't feel tense. So I'm just watching someone looking at a weeping angel. And I'm like, okay. Suppose it's depends Are you going to do anything story? Or are we just going to see this person staring? <laughs> I mean, that only lasts for like a few seconds. Yeah, but it, it, there's lots of stuff like that. And, like, again, I don't care about the characters. So when you've got character moments, like when Sally gets the letter and when Billy dies, I don't care. So I'm just bored. Oh, who cares if these people die? Screw <laughs> exactly. It. It's like the story's basically made up of those two things slow mo moments that are trying to be intense, and character stuff about characters I don't care for. Well, mm. I, when I first watched it with my mom, we we did jump out of our seat when the Weeping Angel first turned off. And when they turn around and say, oh, you're not looking, you're not even... We, we generally did jump out of our seat for like, oh my god, Jesus Christ. Fair enough. I didn't. Well, so scary and now. I was six. I was six and I didn't. Yeah, there's a lot of effective jump scares, I'd say. I but, think it, as a as a child, I think it it's is scary. Obviously, it's not. Yeah. As an older person. The thing is, though, you, old, can yeah. then, you can then go into the debates of jump scares because we're all we, everyone says you know Muffet's clever, but it's kind of universally agreed that jump scares are the least clever form of horror. It's just oh. cheap horror. And is is our jump scares actually good? Or are they just there? That is how they use. Some jump scares can be gone, but when they're just used for the sake of it. Mm. It isn't like... overused. There aren't too many jump scares. It's only towards no, I, the I, end, really. It feels like jump scares are the only horror thing, the only thing anyone could find scary about this episode. At all. I think it's more the tension, particularly when the Weeping Angels are trying to turn off the light and they're coming at them. Oh, that's even laughter. I find that's quite tense. I don't think Doctor Who's ever scary per se. I just I think it's it is more creepy or uh, sort of tension based horror. I, I maybe it is just me that just doesn't feel the tension in the story. Yeah, it could be just you then. Yeah, it's usually just you. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Also, why has a cat? <laughs> <laughs> 
like, but like, like I say though, there's scenes that are also I think they're meant to be tense, but they just come off really stupid. Like when the angels are rocking the TARDIS. All right, that that bit is a bit. It's stupid. so silly. It makes me laugh. And like when they're turning off the light, isn't it pointing at the light? I think, and it's turning it yeah. off. That's just so silly. I just laugh at it. It's not intense. It's, I don't think it's funny. It is. It's not funny, like ha ha funny. It's funny because it's so stupid. Like, did you actually think this was good? Kind of funny. I, I thought the rocking of the TARDIS was stupid, but the whole bit where they're after them and the lights flickering on and off—that—that that is actual good tension. Yeah, I will. I will give them credit for that. It, it's directed very well. There's one tension moment. is there. There's one moment I really liked with direction. I'm assuming Moffat didn't write this in the script. Maybe he did, I don't know. Where um, she finds the key and she gets it off Weeping Angel. And then she moves like kind of round. And then behind her, there's a Weeping Angel with its hands on its face. Oh, and you noticed that. She moves past yeah. and it takes the hands off. That This is the first time I've ever noticed that. Mm. that I, I noticed right. that when I watched it. But it like, was so subtle. It's the only bit that creeped me out at all in the whole story. It's done so quick, it's literally one second, the hand's down, and as yeah. soon as she turns around in the next shot, the hand's back up. And, and that that is an example of the sort of thing I was talking about where, that's clever, where the first time you watch it, you're not going to notice it, but then after you watch it again, you notice it. That's yeah. I think I noticed that second time around, I think. I didn't notice it this time because I wasn't paying as much attention as I usually do. Mm. It's effective. This was my first yeah. time noticing that. So you said if I assume Moffat didn't write this, and um, does that mean if Moffat wrote it, it's automatically not good? No. What <laughs> that means is that the reason why I think Moffat didn't write that moment. There's two reasons. Firstly, because it's probably direction, like it usually is when it's something quite visual, yeah, like that, that's subtle. But also, I think it's too clever for Moffat. I think it's too subtle and too clever for it. It's too clever to write in, and the weeping angel lowered its hand, and now it raised its hand. No, but but no, but like it's just the sort of thing. I don't think he would have thought of that. I don't know. Maybe he did. I think he did. If he did, fair enough. Well done, Moffat. One thing good in your whole time on Doctor Who. Congrats. Whoa. <laughs> like, that was his one good thing. He did a lot of good things. Heaven Sent, for example. Heaven yeah, Heaven Sent. Well, actually, no, you won't agree with that, Kira. You know I'm not going to have you on my side. Heaven Sent. I will is... say World of Love and Time was good. Okay. Yeah, I can say that. World of Love and Time's alright. But, like, Heaven Sent, right? It's the same problem with Blink. It's trying to be intense. But it isn't at all. So it's just the doctor running around a castle with a thing chasing him. It's kind of silly. It's simplistic. Do you not like simplistic subtle? I do. Who... But like, there's simplistic, and then there's trying to do something and failing miserably, which he does a lot. Moffat does that all the time. He does. He does fail a lot, but. I don't think Heaven Sent is one of the examples oh, of him failing. Like, and, and like when you got that final scene, or not final scene, but that scene where he's knocking down the wall and it's like 10 minutes or something of montages. Yeah, that's some motion and tragedy. I will agree that some of it is dragged out, 
But I went, to, I went to the toilet when that scene was first on. And I came back and it was still going. I'm not kidding. I legitimately did because I got so bored by it. I went to the loo, came back, and it was still going on. Ah, oh, screw, screw this cracking of the wall. I need, I need a piss. I did, I did though. I was so bored. Maybe you're just, you just you just don't scene. have an attention like span. I don't I don't have a good attention span, so I do need. I mean, to be me neither, to but engaged. So stories like this, historicals and and and, and horror, it doesn't fit with me because there's nothing to keep me interested. So I do. Lose Reign my attention. of Terror doesn't keep me interested. That's dragged out boredom. That is. Yeah. Straight up boring. Callum, surely you should have loved that montage because you like punching walls. <laughs> I like to aspire to be the 12th Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> punching down to walls. To be honest, I would have loved that scene if it was a lot shorter because I love montage scenes like that, but it's just so so long and dragged out. Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I I can see what I can see your frustration there, but I I think it's I I, I think it's it 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 works as being expanded to to show his stress and the repetitive nature of his situation. Yeah, and also emphasizes all the struggle that he goes through and the yeah. emotional weight of it all. But yeah. then when he finally does break through, it's like oh. Now, that, the that's music the in that scene is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But... Blink. Oh yeah. Um, I I did have I do have an issue with the um, resolve oh. resolution, which surely mm. okay. once well. the light goes out, the weeping angels can move. And also, when when they stand up in the middle of the weeping angels, surely they then. Block the sight of the weeping angels. Oh yeah. I was watching mm. it. Hang on a minute. You're stood in front of that, the eyesight of that weeping angel. Yeah. So if you're not looking at that angel, it's not, it's not looking at anything anymore. Surprised so they've essentially. That, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's a nitpick, but it's one of those nitpicks. It's like, but that ruins the cleverness now. Because it has a has a fatal flaw. You know, but, it would have been nice if they'd stood up and then the weeping angels were killed killed them. Yeah, that'd be fine. But I feel like that would have been <laughs> a good way to end it. Like you think we've they've won, but no, they're dead now. Suppose but what about the transcript? They both went back in time. What what bit are we talking about here? I've completely you know, lost the bit where the angels circle. Yeah, you know what after the TARDIS is. Dematerialize, dematerialize each other. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, but then they couldn't have handed the transcript over, and the story wouldn't have made any sense. Yeah, yeah. But, the, but but what if time had been rewritten and the whole story never happened? Yeah, but that's even more confusing. That's like so? just uh, uh, the, what could have happened is they both got sent back in time and met the Doctor in the past, and then it still would have worked out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But Cal doesn't want that because he doesn't like the out of the back in time thing. 
Yeah, true. No, but it's in the episode. I'm accepting that now. <laughs> I'm not going to suddenly just be like, right, we're going to get rid of this small plot hole by completely changing the whole story. <laughs> just a minor nitpick, though. Because when they when they the wall, they're blocking, like, the, you know, the... The, the sight of the angels, yeah. The eyesight of no one looking at one behind, that one should be able to move, in yeah. theory. Yeah. I get, yeah. It's not one of those things when you start looking in, into it too much, you then ruin the mystique. It's, I suppose that's why it's better to just go, ah, screw it, I'm just going to watch it. Don't think about that, it. That's what I do, given why I didn't do any notes. I just, I tend to, uh, there's a lot of stories which I nitpick and there will be a lot of times when I'm not going here saying, oh, I thought it was good. I'm not going to be as simplistic as I have been today, but I just, I tend to just enjoy this episode for what it is rather than pick yeah. apart oh, some minor a, nitpicks. I have another issue as well. <laughs> um, oh, another one. <laughs> when, when Sally and... Fred or whatever his name was, walk into the Barry. Barry. No, the no the other one. Billy. No, the other one. The guy. Happy? The what? The the DVD yeah. guy. Larry. Larry. Oh right, you said Barry. Okay. Um, Larry. Okay. Okay. Right. What? What when, are you? When, Barry. When Sally, I mean... when Sally and Larry walk into Texas. <laughs> Sally and Larry. Mary? Larry, when they walk into the TARDIS, right, they have the control disc and the, the security program doctor comes up. Why is the TARDIS, like, security protocol just telling them how to leave? Like... You're gonna tell them how to stay, is it? No, but, like... It, 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 am I misunderstanding? Like, it seems well, like... I guess he pre-programmed it because he knew it was gonna happen, I suppose. Maybe, but it kind of... It felt when I was watching it, it seemed like, oh, so the Doctor has this security protocol in case people break in, and he's just going to tell them how to fly the TARDIS. Yeah, but it was made for that DVD, wasn't it? I guess. So I'm guessing it was specific for that event. I'm guessing yeah. so, anyway. Yeah. But again, it's another thing, like, was that put in the transcript? Like, how does the Doctor know I would that assume so. Is it the... I mean, she did hand over a folder, so I'm assuming in the year since the event, she actually did add a lot to it. Hmm. Added in any details that weren't there before. I guess I'm just supposed to assume that, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm assuming so. We'll have to ask Moffat. <laughs> he knows it. What would you do I'll if you met uh, Moffat, Cal? What, sorry, sorry. what I do, I'd, I'd say, why did you ruin Capaldi's oh. area in I would, I would say and... to him, why do you feel the constant need to tell stories in the wrong order? He doesn't, does he? Yes. He doesn't do it all the time. No, but he did a lot. Like, even if it wasn't whole stories, like, every two parts are pretty much he did, the, the next part would start in a completely different place where the cliffhanger ended. It's, yeah, I agree there, and I don't like that. Story, but there are times where he just decides, right, I'm just going to like go somewhere else for some random reason. Yeah, I didn't his like part that. ones are pretty much better than... All of his part ones are usually better than all of his part twos, yeah. from what I can remember. I feel like yeah. he is focused by part two, and like Cal said, he, yeah. he goes, oh, I'm going to go in this direction now, rather than resolve what I did before. Yeah. Which I think that's what people get annoyed at. It's like, well... That's what. That's the story we want you to continue. 
don't start a new one. Wait till the next episode to do that. And I, I did, I worked this out at one point. Almost every single episode he's written for Doctor Who does it in some way. It has a scene that's random off in a different time or place for some random reason. Doesn't make sense. Just so that he can feel clever about it. it, He's got a big ego, doesn't he? Yeah, he does things to try and pretend he's clever. It it, it doesn't exist to, you know, because it's more enjoyable, makes the episode better. It's just because it confuses people and then he can pretend it's clever. Also, once like Christopher Nolan. People, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, was, was, was his new film that bad then? What? It's a Christopher Nolan. It yeah, it was. It was just confusing for the sake of confusing. Ah, right. It, it was like Stephen Moffat was a consulting executive on it. Oh, God. <laughs> You know, I say though, whenever anything confusing happens, like where something's told in a weird order or whatever, it's just a Moffat thing. Like it is what he does, and it—it's oh, his own trope. It's not even just Doctor Who. Like in his sitcom Coupling, he has an episode all about time being split in two, and they follow two different characters in two different places. It's—it—he does it in everything. Does that in his sitcoms? Jeez. Yeah, it, it, in Coupling, which is not about time travel or anything, there's an episode called Split, where there's it splits the screen in half, and then it follows two different characters in two different places. It's like, why does he feel the need But that's interesting formatting. It's not straight up. Yeah, and it's it, trying something different, and was, I like trying something different. It it's the, original. If it was the only time he did it, fine. But he did it all the time in Doctor Who. Oh, okay. He did it all the time in everything. Yeah. It's It's... it's Another building block, adding what on to everything else. Is, is coupling like the English Friends? Kind of, yeah, but better, I think. I think I like coupling. Yeah, but Friends is good. It's alright. Never really watched it. Friends is alright, but it, it, yeah, it's alright. Yeah, it's not your thing. No, it is. Yeah, I'm not the biggest right. fan of American sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like The Office, that's great. I can't get into that. I, I, I won't oh. try the American one because I don't like any. Yeah, I mean the American one. Yeah, I, I can't watch that because I don't. Who oh, is it? Who's the main one in it? Steve Carell. Oh, yeah, you hate like him, him, don't you? I don't like him. The only thing I can watch him in is to pick up on me. That's been, and that's only because I don't have to look at his face. His voice sounds Russian. So I just <laughs> pretend it's not him. Even though his name's on the credits and it's on the poster, I pretend it's not him. <laughs> just don't watch the credits or look at the posters. No, no, I just turn away and say, ah, it's not Steve Carell. He's brilliant in The Office. But you, you hate him, so I guess you yeah. wouldn't agree. So do we have anything He's else to say about Blake? Blake? Do we have anything else to say about Blake? It's good. That That's what I have to say. Wow. Should we yeah. do scores? Are we doing scores? Yeah. yeah. I'll give it three out of five. Nice middle ground. Okay. Okay. What are you giving it, Cal? Are we doing out of fives then? You can do whatever you want. I guess it's a middle ground. I, I, I just find it easy doing it out, one out of five. five. Regardless of out of five out of ten, it's still a one. Mine's. Uh, you, you're going to hate me for this. Five out of five. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, I'd say, I'd say it, it, it's definitely good, it's definitely creative, but it, it has its issues, and it's not as good 
is what people say it is. It's a bit overrated, but I don't hate it. It's enjoyable for what it is. Yeah, I think it's the perfect example of a Doctor light story. It can show that Doctor can work without the Doctor, but also it's clever in its own right. It's got some great ideas. It's got great uh, villain, uh, a sort of great set of monsters, and um, it's very originally crafted. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think a better example of a Doctor Light story is Mission to the Unknown. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. That's mediocre. Mission to the Unknown is more interesting. It has things actually going on in it, not just... I mean, this has things going on. It has the introduction of the Weeping Angels. Great. My least favourite monster. Oh, I like Yeah, it. but you have no taste. Just, <laughs> uh... <laughs> the big finish appearances of Weeping Angels. Oh, God. Oh, I'm not looking forward to that. Listen... Don't listen to them, then. I have to, because <laughs> I'm going to be listening to classic Doctor's New Monsters. No, Fallen Angels is really good. I think that's probably my favourite. Favorite Weeping Angel story. If Big Finish can make it intense, maybe. But I think they do it well, considering they're a villain that's not shouldn't work on just audio. But they somehow do make it work. I imagine. This I imagine is still whenever, my favorite of the three. I imagine whenever they move, it it makes that sound effect that it always makes. I think it does, if I remember. They have to, because otherwise I couldn't see how it would work. I think they do make a sound effect. It's either a music cue or it's the sound effect. Yeah. There is an indication. It's done well. Mm, well, I'll, I will be reviewing it on Twitter whenever I listen to it. Oh, <laughs> dear. The only one this... Oh, no. Oh no the, the Angels in Manhattan were set stop in the past. But this is the, the first historical story featuring the Weeping Angels. Are we ever going to do Big Finish on this podcast? I mean, we could, but it's got to be a big finish we all have. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we could do that. Wait, sorry, what? Out of time. Legacy of time? Out of time. Oh, yeah? We all have legacy of time as well, then. Are we doing that next week? Out of time? Could do... Would it be yeah. interesting? Um... Uh, do we all like it or hate it? Do you want me to I like about it. Tom Baker? <laughs> oh, God, How dare yeah. you? I will, oh, no. I will physically strangle you. I will strangle you through my laptop. The sad thing is you know where I live as well, so you could do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be coming over. We both know, don't we? Oh, no. Yeah. I'm such an idiot, man. Oh. <laughs> How did you fall for that? Because I'm an idiot. Yeah, true. Oh, we all think that. Out. We, we all have Legacy of Time. Yeah, but Legacy of Time, yeah. we review Are that there any... all at once, or would we do it in six different ones? I mean, I haven't listened to it all yet, so I'd have to cram. Also, I'd probably have to re-listen to it, because I've forgotten a lot from it. Yeah. Are there any we disagree on? Any big finish releases that we disagree on drastically? Uh, well, Callum didn't like Jubilee. 
I didn't dislike Jubilee. It just wasn't as good as people say. <laughs> My thoughts on Jubilee are like yours on Blink. Alright. Middle ground. Yeah. I, I didn't mm. not like... Like, I, I feel like I could do a rant about The Sixth Doctor and everyone would hate me forever because I disagree with everyone on The Sixth Doctor on Big Finish. You disagree with everyone and everything. No, I don't. <laughs> yes, I you like, do. I like... Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways. Yeah, but I don't like the first part. Fuck off. I like Parting of the Ways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still don't mind Bad Wolf, even though it's oh, aged great. terribly. Like, maybe, maybe it is just nostalgia from, like, when I used to watch Big Brother with my mum, and, like, I'd watch Weakest Link with my dad. Weakest Link's the worst part, because that's not even going anymore. That feels nostalgic. Think, oh yeah, remember that? Robinson. She was a thing. Big Brother's not going on anymore. Isn't it? No, they cancelled it. Oh, Channel 5 bought them. They axed it, like, two years ago or something. Oh, finally axed it, alright. It's certainly aged a lot, and it will age in future Uh, a lot more. I I just don't care. I love it too much. I don't mind it. 100 years down the line, people aren't going to know what Big Brother is, so it's going to be rather 100 years down the line, people aren't going to know what Doctor Who is! <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> 50, then. How many years do you think it'll go on? What, Doctor Who? Not much longer and... with Chidmill and Chad, I'll tell you that one. To be honest... Yeah, how much longer do you think if, it'll be remembered? If the wilderness years hadn't happened, I would say after about 10 years after it's cancelled, people will forget about it. But because of how like the wilderness years kept everything going and now we have the internet to make it go even more and doctor's gone on for longer than it had at that point i think it'll go on for decades i think as long as the likes of big finish in the comics go on it'll never end we still remember the stone age no it was a long time ago I think um, I think Doctor Who will never end the TV show. I think when it does, it'll come back because fans will want it too much, and BBC yeah. will see how much people want it and eventually just bring it back again. I think. I mean, it will have, end one day. I think we'll have a third revived a revived era of Doctor Who. I think we will. Hmm. Yeah. I think we have to. I, I don't see it not. I think it is due for a. A draw Everyone hates it though when you when I say that because like, I say it on Twitter or something and everyone's like, "Why do you want Doctor Who to be cancelled? Like, why? What kind of Doctor Who fan are you?" It's like sometimes a cancellation can do good for a show. Yeah, I, I actually want it to be cancelled to step yeah. back. It can give the yeah. show. It time needs to, to end at some point, doesn't it? For a time. Yeah. It it needs to go on a break. But, for... No, no, no. But I'm sorry, Universe. You on Twitter did actually say I saw it. You commented to someone, I think, <laughs> saying it shouldn't be cancelled. Why would anyone want it cancelled? I remember seeing that. Did did I? When did yeah. I say that? Oh, I think it was when? a week ago, a few days ago. I saw it. It was uh, after okay. after I had left, and I came back for a second. I was on my fan account, and I saw someone yeah. tweet like, "Why do people well, say this?" And you would respond. Okay, I'll explain myself. I. Don't think it should be cancelled now necessarily, but I think in a few years' time, when it needs refreshing, like I think it needs to go off at end of Chibnall era. Maybe if it goes, if Chibnall era goes to series fifteen, then it needs to go on a hiatus. I think depending on how long Chibnall's era goes on for, that's how. 
I would want to see one more showrunner try and revamp it. I don't think they can. Like, yeah. The problem is, we're at a time now where the problems people have with the new era, they're not going to be fixed with a new showrunner. Because the problems we have oh, are mostly in the politics. And yeah. that's the BBC. That isn't Chibnall. That's the BBC. Well, it, it depends whether or not Hollywood starts changing their attitude because there are rumours saying that they're going to step back from all the political storytelling well, because they've realised that it doesn't sell. So if Hollywood starts doing it, then the BBC might have to go, well, we need to follow suit because if we're the only ones still doing that, it's not going to make us look anymore. I, I bet so that rumour comes from Bolstrick. <laughs> wow, I haven't watched. Oh, people like him, yeah. It's, they, like, I used to watch his videos. People. No, I, I think it was Doomcock or. I used to watch Battlestrike all the time and I actually liked his videos. How? I, I liked his rant. The opinions that Battlestrike has, I, no, agree I think with. I got it from Doomcock. I'm pretty sure it was Doomcock. I agree with pretty much every opinion Battlestrike has. I just don't agree with his toxicity. Have no, you guys ever don't... spoken to him? No, have you? No. Yeah. Like, like he's not a very pleasant individual. Or, or, or text. What? Like, no, no, not talk. Okay, you know. Okay, you're right. I've done Twitter. that. I've, I've, um, we had a DM conversation once, I think. Yeah, I think I might have done too. And, and he was like, I, I, I asked him, I think, why do you call Jodie Whittaker Whittaker the Hateful and Chibnall Chibs the idiot? The idiot. And because I, I, I brought up the point to him basically that I agree with the politic point he's making, but the toxic name calling and stuff doesn't help anything. Yeah, and that's why. I think what he said mm. was because the other people, the, the Whitaker stands, are mm. always calling them queen and anyone that disagrees, they're, they're toxic to. And, I, and, and that kind of helped me learn this is not the NMD's fault. It's both their faults. It's the NMD's yeah. and the Both of them. He said the definition of hateful in the dictionary should be changed to Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Like, he didn't mean that. That's clearly a joke. Let's I'm sure it. he did. No, 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 that's a joke. That's why I went off um, erotic, because I, I was trying to watch one of his videos the other month, and I just got so bored with him always going and... Whatever you refer to Jodie Whittaker, like a really long, stupid name, like Joe, like the first jo female Jody... by Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, and something. there was also one where he where he said it was like the first female doctor played by Jodie Whittaker, also known as Doctor Karen. I think it that was. was it. Yeah, <laughs> and every time he said that, I thought, can you just yeah, you just say that? Just I'm bored with saying it. Now. There's, Can he just shut like, up? That's what I'm always thinking. His opinions, I agree with his opinions. Yeah, the opinions but he's so were fine. Toxic. And it just that stupid name was annoying. I, actually, I want I kind of want to clip this and actually just like release it on its own. Because here's the thing, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a message now to everyone who disagreed and was toxic to me about my statements I put out on Twitter, right? <laughs> Some people do not understand that both sides are at fault. They're both toxic and they're both awful people. And Well, I we're in the middle, aren't we? We are. Yeah, we're more in the middle. I have experienced I might not hatred like it, from but both I sides. I have experienced hatred from both sides. Death threats. Uh, allegations made about me. N Noel, when I made that tweet uh, like, like a week ago, whatever it was, I 
got so much... I, I got the allegation from Noel saying I bullied women or something. No idea what the hell he was on about. And then people still have the nerve to say I'm on his side when he makes that up about me. What, yeah. how, how can anyone think I'm on that guy's side? I'm just not on the Jody side either, because they're just as bad. Yeah. I, I find how people are now, it's the equivalent of people being like sheep. Just follow the herd. Yeah. They don't have any idea what they're following. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else is, so they feel the need I... to jump on the bandwagon, and they say what they have to say. I think yeah. it's because there's... Um, because when you're on, when you're in the sort of Jody side, if you're a Jody bot or you, you're closer to that side, you don't really see that toxicity as much. Just as the NMDs wouldn't see the toxicity of the NMDs as much because they agree with that point. But if you disagree yeah. or find yourself in the middle of both opinions, yeah. then you're going to get hatred a lot. And all three of us, I'm sure, have have, have seen that. Yeah, I've seen it. I yeah. I think that when I make those points about both sides being at fault and people being so up in their own asses and not opening their eyes and seeing it, I think that my point got proven by every single person who claimed it was just the NMDs' fault. Every single person that said that has proven my point. They get on the high horse a bit too much and get too biased with their own opinions. They can't see the bigger picture. All they see is what they want to see. And I also want to mention as well um, the Nut My Doctor account, which I always hate saying because it's a bit of a weird name. But um, I messaged them after I did the, the tweet I did, apologising because I didn't want them to think I was attacking them or anything. I think that as a person, they're probably a good person. The tweets they're doing come from a good place. But the thing is, is I've seen their tweets be like a an, Noel and all that lot retweeting them, fueling the fire, fueling this war. Not my doctor sweets. They're kind of funny, some of them, but they're not helping anything. They're just making things worse because I, I, I think they're a great, they're a great account. It's just they're um they're really, it, it it's not really helping anything. No. It is really stirring all of it up, and come, it doesn't need to be stirred up even more. They come from a good place, and I don't judge the person behind it. It's just the tweets don't. They're a great person and their account is funny, but it I don't think they realise what it's actually doing. No, it's I, I, and shame people, though, people they, went to defend them against it as well. Oh god, that person who we got um that's what I'm sorry, but like he is like he, yeah. he just went and like went for me and I imagine he probably saw Nut My Doctor retweet my tweet. And just thought, oh, this guy looks like an arsehole. With no actual prior knowledge of anything that I've stood for, anything I've said, that tweet, people look at it and they're like, right, well, he's clearly an NMD. Okay. He did it yeah. to me as well. He um, he tagged me in it as well. <laughs> yeah, which he is... like called you I out. didn't even say anything. He was, he, he like acted as if, like, you, you were just as bad. And I, I, I think back and I'm like, in actuality, I think you stood against me more than you did for me publicly because you replied something like to someone oh not my doctor i think they're quite funny actually i remember and i do i think and they are funny that's fair like I, i'm not someone who's going to be like oh how dare you take their side against me you know it's fine hmm. and, I, and i'm not someone either who's like oh you think that my state you disagree with my statement well i hate you now it's just there's disagreeing with my opinion and then there's yes. hating me because of it <laughs> 
it does feel like a lot of people's responses are purely based on emotion. Yeah. And they respond with emotion first, not logic. And, and, and it just and no speeds out of control. I've seen so many yeah, people they don't get have attacked, cancelled, and all that stuff because they see they saw someone make a claim about someone, and it leads to all that. It's why I asked you actually, um, Universe, about Philip Morris. I asked for evidence about all the the bigotry. Yeah, that. because I and he seen, is. I, I don't care. I, I have seen a lot of people be attacked for being something that. From what I can tell, and that is from a lot of research, I'm not saying I'm right, but from what I can tell, they're not that thing. And I have not seen evidence of Philip Morris being a bigot. Now, I have seen evidence of Philip Morris being a cunt. I don't like <laughs> Philip Morris. I just don't think he's a bigot from what I've been able to I do. Think. I think he's been very... His views are very similar to that of Bolstrix and, no, uh, and the Nerdrotics and... Uh, Noel's things, which are very bigoted, racist, sexist, you know. I know, I know um, Noel's bigoted, because I've seen that. Um, Balstrak and Nerdrotic I haven't seen, really. Well, no, not necessarily Nerdrotic. He's, he's, he seems like a better person than the other two, but the other two are definitely if bigoted. If you didn't do the name-calling, he'd be fine. It just name comes call, across... Name-calling doesn't mean bigoted, though. That's no, just I, I wouldn't say that. I just think it, it undermines his argument. Makes him feel a bit childish. He's and certainly a twat. Oh. I mean, I he he's turned the whole fandom against him when he, you know, he's lost about three thousand followers, hasn't he, yeah. on Twitter? Nerdrotic. Uh, no, um, Philip. Oh, Philip Morris. Oh, yeah. Philip Morris. Like, should I say? That? I, um, no, I won't say this. But. Uh, Going on to a different thing, like Philip Morris, like just doesn't quite. From what I've done, and I've done a lot of research, trust me, I haven't seen a single tweet he's done that I'd say is bigoted. But there's just a lot of stuff where he's been a cunt, like when he was replying to everyone who was positive about Jodie Whittaker, that picture of her regenerating, for example. Like it was yeah. a real dick move, and I'm not gonna condone him for that. But I, what I will say is, what he is is a cock. Not a bigot, and I think a bigot's different because <laughs> a bigot is someone who doesn't accept people for who they are, and I think that can go fuck off. I think die. I don't care about you. you yeah. Don't care about other people? Die. I don't care. You don't yeah. deserve to live. But <laughs> you're not controversial at all. No, I sound I sound <laughs> harsh. But if someone thinks that someone doesn't deserve to exist for who they are, they can fuck off. Yeah. I, yeah. Beheading. I don't care. Fuck off. <laughs> I can imagine your thought process is just. So interesting because you're trying to think whether you're going to get killed for what you're going to say. Oh, oh, well, there's certain things I could say right now that's going to sound like I'm defending bad people. I don't want to say it because I might get killed for it. <laughs> I mean, no, nobody's no. listening by this point. Everybody's lost it. interest. I'm going to say it. Yeah. But, but I will say, right, this is based off research, but not loads of research well a decent amount james dreyfus <laughs> oh yes he's transphobic everyone calls him transphobic but from what i've seen the only thing he said that people are calling him transphobic for is the fact that he said in his bio don't call me sis and i understand his point of view on that because i have been insulted with the word sis before 
because it, people use it as an insult these days and it's really depressing and i can understand someone not wanting yeah. to call it because of that I, if there's something else i've mean? missed then fine but i don't think he's transphobic i think he just doesn't like being called cis because it's used in negative ways from what i've seen he is transphobic um but what i got accused of being that by who exposed didn't I? what have you seen though have you seen other people i can't playing? it was a long time ago so i can't remember because Honestly. seeing other people claim stuff, that's not proof. You've got to kind of make your own mind up, which is why I hate just people being like, this person's this. Believe me, please. Yeah. No, I'm going to I agree, but I evidence. remember I seeing evidence. Do, I think people do act a lot now without facts. That's how the council culture gets around. Well, Big Finish have, have completely cut ties with James Dreyfus. And if he's actually transphobic, then fair enough. But I don't, from what I've seen, I don't think he is. Was he, was he the one that was playing the first the master? master? Yeah. He was very good, actually, in that role. I've not heard any of his stories yet, but I, I, I'm a bit um, in the dark about whole transphobic thing. Yeah, well, ba basically, from what I've gathered, people are angry at him because he said in his Twitter bio, please don't call me cis. I don't even know what that means. What does cis, it mean? Cis is basically like if you're a cis male or cis female, you're the same gender. You are your 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 gender and sex are the same. And right. um, cis, cis as a word isn't inherently bad. But I have been it's you've been used as an insult to me. I know it gets used as an insult, and people who pretend it doesn't, I hate those people because it does. Well, I'm a bit old-fashioned because cis used from my point of view used to be. Uh, Slang word for sister. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this, is CIS. this is CIS. What, the hell, what, what does it mean now? It's CIS. Yeah. So it's a different spelling. But yeah. Oh, is it? All right. Fair enough. Um, and uh, like I say, like the the word inherently, there's nothing wrong with. But I think the way it's been used as an insult, I personally now hate being called a cis male because I've had it be used as an insult. Uh, I see, yeah. So I like to just be called a male. And if I said that in my bio, people would call me transphobic. Like they've done with James Dreyfus. It's just, it's just sad, really, that people just jump and assume things because other people have said it. Yeah, I do find that happens way too much now. Yeah. It's how cancel, say cancel culture has become a horrible thing that Somebody says something, everybody jumps on, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. where's your evidence? Where's the fact? I've always, How can you say these things? If somebody says something bad about someone, I ask for evidence. And people question me on that. People are like, can't you just believe me? No! Yeah, you're some random on Twitter. Why would I believe you? It is very irrational that when people yeah. turn around and say, well, why do I need evidence? It's like, well... Because that's how it works. Yeah, like we're, we're, it's we're like what he exposed said about Will, wasn't it? And he didn't have any evidence. Yeah. And well, you don't just there. going off blind. And, and, you know, and you can't he, just judge someone because of no evidence. He posted a screenshot as well of um, the tweet that, that Will made. And what the screenshot said wasn't homophobic. I could see how someone might twist it into that. But I don't see how anyone could legitimately believe it unless they're extremely sensitive. If you have a hatred of him, you could easily twist, could twist it, but I easily. don't think it's um, it's not trans, uh, homophobic no, at all. No. Um, it's a valid point, I could to see, be honest. I could see people actually taking what I've said about James Dreyfus and twisting it into making me sound... Well, they will. They'll weaponize it. 
I hopefully that won't happen. But you know, it. it, it know what you happen. mean, though. It's what happens. They they twist your words and, and mishear and your words. I I've always said like if someone can give me evidence of James Dreyfus being transphobic, then fine. Or Philip Morris being you know bigoted or whatever, fine. But if you can't, then don't expect to believe it. It is sad though that someone's career can be ruined just from gossip. Just yeah. essentially, that's what a lot of it is now. Somebody gossips, it spreads, becomes the fact, even though it's not a fact. Yeah. And, and jokes and that are not people the, the amount of times where people have made jokes in the past, like years and years and years ago, and it comes back to haunt them, and it's like... Oh, uh, Kevin Hart had that happen. Yeah, and he couldn't and do the, the globe. Um, and the guy who directed uh, Guys of the Galaxy had it happen as well. Oh, yeah, James Gunn. Well, he's all yeah. right now. He's directing Suicide Squad, and yeah, he's coming yeah. back to Guardians Three. But, like, so that at was least he's always found outrage over it. But... Yeah, because it's I mean, it's a bit like our jokes that we do. If most people saw our jokes, oh, they'd, God, they'd yeah. see it. It's also, I think they reported us, didn't they? A lot of people say that jokes have changed so much, and there's so many jokes you couldn't make. The kind of I think most people could still make the jokes we used to make, but they don't anymore online, at least because they know they're going to get hate for it. Yeah, it it's the fear of being of the backlash. People, which is because of the horrible. internet, we've all changed into snowflakes because we're afraid yeah. to hurt each other. When in actuality, I think the ninety-five percent of people online who pretend they're offended by these things are not actually offended by these things. No, I don't. Oh, think, definitely. I think and so Trent. you have to be so careful with what you say online. It, it it's makes a shame. People take it personally. It's sad. People just don't know how to get offended anymore, and because of that, they don't know how to share. <laughs> no, they do know how to get offended. That's the problem because they do it too much. So you know what I mean? Like they don't yeah. know how to get offended. Yeah. They, they don't know what's properly offensive anymore. No, because they they're taking things. You know, at this podcast would probably offend some people oh, yeah. for some oh, reason. Yeah. I um I I went to the shop. I tweeted about this, and I got loads of hate for it, so I deleted it. But I went to the shop, and uh, the shopkeeper, she's a trans woman i think that's how you say it used to be a man now a woman and she yeah. um i, I she, she she kind of looked like a man like the, the short hair and stuff so please I stop talking I, I know but i'm just pointing it out because <laughs> no because it's about twitter outrage i accidentally said like categorized him as a man or her, her as a man and then i and then she kicked me out of the shop and actually pushed me physically pushed out and uh, i i went to twitter and said like why do people why are people like this like you know i get it but you could have just said sorry got that wrong and that, then was I've genuine changed mistake. It. that was a genuine mistake but, but that's the thing like mistakes like that you get hate for it you get yeah i think wrong. i remember this actually I, I think when did it happen oh what was it like two months ago maybe I remember, yeah, I remember this happening, and I, and I remember it, your anger about it. I tweeted about it because I was really pissed off. I did a whole thread on it because I was like pissed off that people like, like th that she would, you know, be like actually physically push me and think that's okay because I made a mistake. Yeah, and then there were people in the comments to that tweet and people DMing me saying I'm transphobic, and it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> The thing is, what what you should have come back with, and of course it was an awkward situation, so you probably want a thought to say this. You shouldn't have turned around and said, "Well, I I suffer 
from autism and anxiety and stuff. I, yeah, I made a mistake. I do apologize. I've never this been. Is what you like, the, last that, night that in... we get discriminated. Yeah, but first Nobody off, I don't like what? using I don't like using it as a defense or a weapon. Like I like. Oh no! But also, no. I um, I feel like if I'd done that, that person because she seemed like an absolute arsehole, I think yeah. she would have used that against me. My autism. Oh no! Because no. people do it all the time. If I if people who know I have autism take the mick out of me, and they make me seem like less than them because of it, and it that's wrong. Sad. And at school, I was beat up. I have I have scars on my head because of the people beat me up because I was autistic. And yeah. it's the kind sorry of to hear that. Yeah, that's fine. It's it moved on, but it it is sad that society is like that and it accepts it. Yeah. Well, we was on yeah. about that last night, and we mm -hmm. said how bad it is the discrimination of yeah. people with mental illness, and nobody bothers to really defend us. No, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, sexism, that's bad. Racism, that's bad. Homophobia, that's bad. Oh, but you're against people with mental health? Good! I, uh, you're, you're an alright person. Yeah. If you're a white, straight male, your life is assumed as being easy, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Just... Which I'm not gonna... Oh. I'm not gonna pretend that it isn't easier to do certain things for us than it is for, like, black people. Oh, stuff. definitely. Yeah. That is yeah. the case, but to pretend that we're just privileged and, and if we complain about we're anything, we're we're entitled is is unfair i i am definitely not privileged or entitled no that's when someone challenged me the other day on twitter and saying i'm, I'm privileged with no evidence just calling me privileged to respond and say i am the least person out there because i suffer with mental illness and i get trapped with such contempt i get belittled i get discriminated i have no respect get no help no, I, I'm basically trying to do it. And it's like, well, tough crap. you got to deal with it. That, that's what mm. that would be the attitude I would get. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same for you, Callum. Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. I, um, when I when I apply for jobs, they always phone you if they want to have an interview. I can't answer the phone. I, it's one of my... No, I can't. I, I, I don't like talking on the phone. If mm. it's an unknown number, I cannot answer. And I mm. told the doctor about this because, like, they said there's things they can do for this. Shut me down. Like, oh no, well, there's nothing I can do. If you're not willing to answer the phone, what can I do? It's like. It's, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. The attitude you get from people. And they're supposed to be professional people who should help you. Yeah. And they don't. No. Because, you, because of what we are, is slightly hard to handle for them. We're just shut yeah. down, discarded yeah. in society. Bloody society. I know. Right? Oh, yeah, it's crap. Mm. I mean, like, I've been to the job centre multiple times and got bored. It's not on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you're listening, job centre, you're, you're a load of crap. Fuck you, job centre. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just the job centre in general. This is Just job all, centre. All of them. The one, the one that's like a <laughs> ten minute walk away from me, don't let me in anymore. Because really? I, I, well, I had a tendency to go in sit down and walk out because I get get really nervous and anxious. So sometimes mm. I just had to walk out because I'd have a Not panic attack. And so it got to the point where they just they don't let me in anymore because I'll just sit down and walk out again. <laughs> that's really bad. 
I don't blame you because there's some of the most horrible places to be in. You see the people in there and you're like, I don't want to be in the same room as that person. Well, there's that. And then also, like, I, um, if, I, if I'm sat somewhere and there's just, like, there's a person there I have to talk to. I had it when I tried opening a bank account once as well. I can't do it. It's, like, conf- it's almost confrontational and I'm not into that. I yeah. Yeah. I, I find social that anxiety. Yeah. yeah, I get social anxiety. I can't take information in very well. I had a stupid incident earlier where someone was coming to read the meter or do something with the electricity. And I completely went blank when he was talking to me because I just didn't take in the information. Yeah. I'm he saying. said my name. And I'm like, uh, he's like, this, this is your house, isn't it? I'm like, I don't know the number of my house. What's going on? <laughs> Why are you? And then I have to backtrack and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're on about. I'm an idiot. But what's going on? Yeah. And I, and I just felt like an idiot afterwards thinking, how did I not understand that information? And yeah. that's just how I react to things. I think it's partly as well why I struggle with Moffat's Doctor Who stories, because it's too back to Doctor Who. Connection. It, yeah, exactly. Connection. Because it's complicated and, and you have to think about it. And it, I, that, that is what... I don't like doing that. I like watching something and enjoying it for what it is, not... I yeah. get that. Yeah, I've always liked being challenged. I don't like it. I, that's why I don't like the new era because it doesn't challenge viewers enough. It's just too simplistic. Well, well the new era handholds too much, and I admit that. And it's quite impressive if I'm admitting it. Um... Are you going I to the pub? I am. Yeah, pub. we best go in a sec then. Yeah, have to leave in half an hour. Yeah. My wife's gone ghost on them. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I was God. like, yeah, you go and do that. I'm just going to stay here. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, fair well, I'm going to leave in a sec. All right. Well, it's been, it's, been, it's been a pleasant opportunity. Thanks all for listening. If you're still here, listeners, um, what's wrong with your life that you've wasted the last few hours? <laughs> That's quite yeah. an achievement of them. <laughs> you deserve a medal. We're grateful and we love you, but what is wrong with you? <laughs> you need to get a life. Yeah. Yeah, we certainly do need to get a life, but hey how. Yeah, true. Yeah. We will one day. It's, fun. it's a fun waste of our life, though. Life is overrated. Life, yeah. What's the point in life? Let's just waste it. Um, yeah. Talking of which, let's waste it again next time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we're coming back next week.